Hey everyone, Chris here, and on behalf of the entire QLP crew, I am proud to present you with this sneak peek of the premiere episode of our new Patreon-exclusive show, Fangents. Basically, it's all the stuff that Allison, Matt, and me talk about when we're not talking about Quantum Leap, and it gets really in the weeds and really geeky, and we had a lot of fun making the first episode, so we want to share it with all of our loyal listeners. If you like what you hear, stick around. After this preview, I will tell tell you all about how you can subscribe to our Patreon feed to hear the rest of this show, and I'll also be telling you about other Patreon-exclusive bonus content that we plan to produce. So, without further ado, here is a sneak peek of Fangent, Episode 1. Okay, so wait a minute. You guys are recording, right? Should, should we? I'm recording now. But <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You, we I'll always have recording. to start out recording. <laughs> well, because I'm not going to record our rando conversation. We're just starting in. That feels. But this—that's—that's that's what this entire show is about. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm recording now. Hey, uh, Matt was just regaling us with a great tale about how he was in an early Big Finish recording. Yeah, because I didn't actually know you guys had heard of Big Finish. I, I, I know they do stuff outside Doctor Who, but not much. I know they're, they're very well known within the Doctor Who world, but I didn't know how well they were known out in the real world. Yeah, I think because of the Doctor Who connection, they're, they're pretty well known, uh, at least for Doctor Who fans. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure they produce more audio than anyone else in the UK these days because they 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 pump out several hours worth uh, of new material every week. It's crazy. They get so many big stars to do yeah. it too. Like they get yeah. all the people from right. Doctor Who, the ones that are still around. And yeah. I know they did a lot of stuff with the Eighth Doctor that fleshed him out a lot more. Yeah, and then they're able to get people like their Derek Jacobi do a bunch of stuff as well. You know, it's um. They started off just, yeah, they, they were selling themselves on the fact that they were able to get hold of the Doctors and the Companions, and, um, you know, that was kind of cool. But, yeah, now they, they're also getting legitimately big-name actors as well. No offence to Tom Baker, but... Including Matt Dale. Including Matt Dale as drunk guy <laughs> in pub who is shocked to see Colin Baker walking in. Can you give us a little reprise of your role? Yes, yes, please. Oh, I can't. It, it, this was like this was two thousand and four, <laughs> two thousand and three. This was a long time ago. I, um, Practically yesterday. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I cannot remember. I, I was in a. There were four of us, and we were split between two booths. So I was chatting to a friend of mine who was who was. I remember what he said more than I remember what I said because he's quite camp to start with, and he massively camped it up uh, for this. So. Um, <laughs> We we were told chat 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 so we were chatting we were chatting and they said right and Colin's gonna walk in now and this guy says uh, oh they let anyone in here now don't they <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I think they they cut our mics for that bit just a little bit they just deaden them uh. slightly because uh, yeah slightly out of character but yeah that was um that's that's kind of my Doctor Who claim to fame that's awesome. What production is this? What what what's the name of the show? Can people still find it? I'm sure they can. Oh yeah, it's uh, Peer Pressure, um, which I, all of the big Finnish stuff is still available uh, to buy on download, and they've still got some CDs left of the early ones, I think. Um, so big bigfinish dot com, Peer Pressure spelt P I E R because it's set in Brighton. Oh, like a pier, like a boat pier. Oh, which was where I lived at the time as well. So it was perfect. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh wow, Matt. See, I thought, you know, peer pressure, like, maybe the Sixth Doctor learns about drugs or something, or... Uh, you know, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot remember what the plot line was. 
It's a long time ago. <laughs> it's at least carrot juice or something. Wow, did hey, Alison? Did you just make a carrot juice reference? I'm learning all kinds yeah, of new things I, about look, you. Look, I used to be into Doctor Who. I did, I did, so I at least know this stuff. Yeah, but a, a lot of people say. Like, particularly now, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I used to be into Doctor Who, while David Tennant went to the Doctor, because he's cute. And that's that's it. That's how I got into it, though. That's how, like, I think Which is internationally fine. a lot of people got into it. I know the fourth Doctor, like, a lot of people were, were into him, too, uh, in the original run. But. Everyone has everyone has their entryways to Doctor Who. I'm not, not dissing that. It's, it's the people that claim to be fans, but then don't actually remember anything apart from Tennant's hair. You remember carrot juice, that's... They just like the cute doctors, <laughs> just sexy doctors. <laughs> Can we can we go back to the carrot juice thing because I have no clue what you're talking about. That was the thing with uh with the sixth doctor. You want to take this one, man? Yeah. So in <laughs> yeah, but literally this is quite obscure. I mean, this is um not not by Doctor Who fan standards, but in the final six episodes of of the sixth Doctor's era, uh, he was joined by Bonnie Langford as as his companion, and Bonnie Langford was it Mel was the name Mel, of his companion exactly, and she was a fitness freak and she was trying to get him uh, she was trying to get him to lose weight and there were there were like <laughs> two references in those six episodes to her trying to get him to drink carrot juice so bravo Alison bravo. <laughs> Well, that became like a thing, uh, though. Yeah. It's not. It, no. It's like carrot juice, and and it seems not a moment too soon. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Alison, newfound respect for you. <laughs> newfound respect. It's amazing. I know that about Colin Baker, and I know I know the sexy chocolate ads. Yeah. Do you guys know this? <laughs> I didn't actually know about the sexy chocolate ads. I'm I'm quite intrigued. I, I'm gonna have to Google this. I'm gonna find. You can see me typing away. This was um, a series of ads. Put Colin Baker sexy chocolate. Eventually I'll find it. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I've Googled and I'm getting nothing. I know that this happened. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I, I think this happened while you were asleep. Oh my god. This. I mean, this was some years ago. Uh-huh. But within the last decade. Well, at least give us some context. You can't just say sexy chocolate leave it there. Okay, I found an ad for the chocolate, but not with him. It's called FYI Chocolate. So were you watching the advert and then fell asleep during the advert and suddenly Colin Baker popped up, or what? Here here it is, okay. (laughs) It happened. I'm going to send you a picture here. This was a chocolate called FYI Chocolate. Oh, that looks really, They were like healthy... Sexy chocolates, and there's Colin Baker with a a, a bowler hat, I think, yeah, and a cane it's, it's doing a little dance. All uh, Avengers, I think, is what they're going for. There's there. like different names for the different brands of the chocolate or the different flavors of the chocolate. Sexy, seductive, mistress. Choose your mood. Mistress is a mood. <laughs> wow. What's the dominatrix? Who is who is the dominatrix? Tara Newley, apparently. She's not a companion or anything, though. No, this, she's got a gun in her belt. Why does she have a gun? This, this is, <laughs> she, is it to shoot the chocolate? This is an this is an Avengers thing, not a not a Doctor Who thing. But she wants um, to be Emma Peel, right? I I cannot explain it any more than that. <laughs> is that is this a personality you're aware of, Tara Newley? No. Okay. 
we're all in the dark then. Uh, it's it's the darker side, too hot to handle. <laughs> it's Doctor Who after dark. <laughs> oh, I wanted to mention too the Colin Baker thing. That was an in joke when I first met my boyfriend uh, eight years ago. <laughs> well, he he drank carrot juice as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> so he was into Doctor Who before I was. Uh, we first uh, started talking, doing like uh, streams, like movie streams, stuff like that, and. Uh, yeah, we started joking about Colin Baker and really like I just knew like carrot juice and it seems not a moment too soon and all this stuff. And uh we found this really uh terrible fan art of him that someone had put on Redbubble like to sell on t-shirts. It was like the worst looking thing in the world. Like it's just like this MS Paint image of his face that we just thought was the funniest thing. <laughs> and um so uh one uh i think it was christmas um after we had started going out uh both of us coincidentally we didn't tell each other about this both bought each other's shirts <gasps> with that stupid ms paint face on it <laughs> allison i have never had a love like that keep wow. hold of him keep hold of him <laughs> You look. Your wife let you name your son after a Save by the Bell character, okay? She, yeah, <laughs> only because that's it, it's a generic enough name that she doesn't have to explain that to people. <laughs> she doesn't have to own uh, it. <laughs> yeah, you you didn't name him uh, Colin Baker. One word. No. <laughs> I did. Um, we we each had as as you do when uh, when you're pregnant. We we each had a list of acceptable names, and my list was all references to stuff. Um. So yeah, was it Zach and then Screech? And then- <laughs> no, Zach- <laughs> AC Slater. <laughs> no, you're like you tried Slater, so that Zach seemed more reasonable. You start with the uh, that, uh, Screech, and then that was that was pretty much what I did. It wasn't all saved by the Bell characters, but um, it, they they were names that yeah, Zach was the only plausible one. <laughs> I could not think of a more apropos way to kick off this brand new podcast. Guys, should we get started or what? I I thought we had. Yeah, after about nine and a half minutes, let's do an intro. So as you have probably already deduced, it's Chris and Allison and Matt, and you are listening to the premiere episode of Fangent, a Patreon exclusive podcast from the crew of the QLP. And this is a show I had the brilliant idea because we were thinking, what can we do for Patreon exclusive content? And I thought, well, as you can tell, we usually just get on mic and dick around anyway. So why not turn that into a show? <laughs> and the way I, I envisioned this, as I was driving home from the butcher one afternoon, I said, ah, oh, Fangent, why don't we just talk about all the stuff that we talk about when we're not talking about Quantum Leap? So here we are. And um, that was completely unscripted, unplanned. We got on mic, and of course, I've told Matt and Allison to start their mics the second we get on mic, because what did we do? Some innocent comment went by where we all of a sudden discovered that our co-host, Matt, whom we've been speaking to for, what, now a year? Mm-hmm. Something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it turns out, you know, he's just knows the executive producer of Big Finish Productions and starred <laughs> in an audio drama it- of Doctor Who. <laughs> starred. <laughs> yeah. I, let me qualify that. 
I I know the executive producer at the time back in 2003 and... I follow the current executive producer on Facebook. I don't know if he knows me to catch me in a crowd, possibly. Um, his predecessor, definitely. Well, Pish but. Posh, you're the biggest star I know now. Yeah. So this is what happens. We just turn on the mics and it's magic. That's as far as I'm concerned. So uh, just to give everybody some context, this will be one of probably three rotating shows that we're going to start uh, producing exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And we'll tell you about the other ones later. But um, as far as um, Fangent goes, guys, I, I, I came up with that name in three seconds. Does, does everyone still like it? You know, like Fan Tangent. Oh, I'm so glad you explained it. <laughs> well, you didn't get it, and you were like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I'm not that dumb, I'm just sarcastic. <laughs> oh, dear. That's going to be the name of the show. Fangent, we couldn't think of anything better. <laughs> but our format for this show, and as much as we even have a format, is that... Um, each of us is going to bring two things. Uh, first is a geeky thing that we're kind of excited about in the moment. And second, a genre topic for just some general discussion. But um, we're looking to be organic and freeform. And I think that uh, we can always throw that out the window. I want to hear more about the Big Finish audio. Um, not only the studios, Matt, but here's the thing. I was looking to hear some more Torchwood stuff, which is Doctor Who related. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I uh, learned about big Finnish audio through right. that. I was at a con and they had a whole bunch, that a whole table, a big Finnish yeah. table at Icon here in Stony Brook on Long Island. And um, I, I just marveled at just the amount of content that they had. And then I was looking online and there was like a BBC 3 or BBC 4, I guess. They had a whole series of specials for Earth Day, I believe. And one of the specials was an episode of Torchwood. And I'm thinking like, how does that work? Like you guys have TV shows, but they're also doing radio dramas. And then Big yeah. Finish has, has got the license, I guess, for all of these dramas. Are they affiliated with the BBC? Like, like what's that whole scene, man? So I, th I think the... <laughs> How far back to go? I think the whole the whole concept of um, TV and film being brought into mainstream radio, for me, in the UK at least, I would trace that back to Dirk Maggs in the 90s. Um, I don't know how big a name he is globally, but he, he's, he's done quite a bit. Um, but in the 90s, he produced for, for Radio 1, he did, he did a couple of amazing productions. He did uh, a tie-in to Independence Day. And it's a it's Independence Day UK. It's a legitimate drama set in the world of the movie Independence Day, but it's what oh. was happening in the UK. And it's done in the style of the uh, War of the Worlds radio drama. So it's oh, like okay, we, we've just got a bit of a uh, a bit of a documentary going on about some nonsense, and then suddenly aliens invade, and they've got Sir Patrick Moore making commentary on are the aliens going to be our friends or what? And it, it's. It's really, it, it is a movie in audio form. It was amazing. Um, and he also did an adaptation of the Batman Nightfall comics. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not a huge comic reader, but I know that that was a, a really big deal at the time. And I love that drama. So I think Dirk did a lot at the time to raise the profile of, oh, hey, audio dramas on the radio don't have to be stuffy and um, low-key. 
which I, to be fair, I, I think in the UK at the time they were. Um, and he, he added this kind of real energy to them. And then, yeah, Big Finish came along and got the license for Doctor Who and started pumping out CDs, firstly at a rate of one a month, but then they started doing all these spin-offs and they got the Torchwood license and now they're doing a couple of dozen CDs a month um, with various different characters in. And along the way, there's been... Yeah, like the, the BBC have done a few of their own Torchwood audio dramas, um, mm-hmm. most likely looking at what Big Finish are doing, who've got the license, and saying, hmm, that, that works, and we're allowed to do that as well, so maybe we should do it a little bit. So, like, 99% of Doctor Who's audio output over the last... 20 years has been big finish but BBC Radio has done a few of their own and I I see it as being a combination of of what Dirk Mag was doing before and and what what big finish are doing now sort of inspired that it's just amazing to me that there's still room on the radio for audio drama at all yeah uh, yeah that is nothing that you would ever find here in the states ever again because of just the way broadcasting is structured. Yeah, I, I really think it was dying a death. Um, like I, I listened to some stuff when I was a kid, and I was a huge fan of Hitchhiker's Guide, which um, was on the radio just before I was born. But you know, I heard it on repeats. Um, but I remember during the eighties, there just really wasn't that much, and then um, yeah, the nineties the is when it all, all, all picked up. Yeah, I sometimes when I tell people that Hitchhikers actually started out as a radio drama, <laughs> they're like, "What?" Didn't the books come yeah. first? And I'm like, nope. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. Well, that's that's down my geeky cul-de-sac. I, I love uh, just talking about radio stuff. So, yeah, this is really uh, fascinating stuff. I hadn't really looked into the history of of radio dramas or how the big Finnish stuff um, got their uh, inspiration, I guess, or what led up to them, their predecessors. So Big Finish, I mean, um, if if you don't know, the, I'll give a, a very brief history lesson because I think that the start is interesting. So they, there was a series of, um, of fan-produced Doctor Who cassettes that were just being distributed uh, for free um, amongst fandom. Oh, and the, the producers, um, the guys really running it were, were Nick Briggs, who is the current executive producer of Big Finish, and Gary Russell, who was the executive producer of Big Finish. Is this uh, the person that you know? Gary Russell's the one that I, I know, um, but he's, he's not involved in that. He's now doing other stuff for Doctor Who, which if, if I can be allowed to name drop some more, I'll come back to him later. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Gary was producing it, Nick Briggs was playing the Doctor, and um, they really wanted to actually be able to do it officially. And at the time, Virgin Books uh, were were doing a range of Doctor Who novels with a, a companion character called Bernice Summerfield. And because they'd created Bernice, although... Virgin were in the middle of losing the license for Doctor Who. They were they kept hold of the copyright for Bernice. So Gary and Nick uh, and and uh, a colleague of theirs, Jason, approached Virgin and said, can we have the rights to do some audio dramas about Bernice Summerfield? So it's practically Doctor Who and it's in the Doctor Who universe, but we don't actually have to approach the BBC. Hmm. And they did that for a couple of years. And that was enough that they could then get their foot in the door in the BBC and say... Have you seen what we're doing? Have you heard the quality of it? Will you let us have the actual license? And uh, and they did. And oh, that's great. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it that that all happened in just a few years. There was sort of a five year gap between them 
making stuff on cassette in their bedrooms and suddenly they're in a, a proper recording studio with Peter Davison and Sylvester McCoy and Colin Baker. Wow. Making real, real official Doctor Who. And in 1999, to me, that was like, th- this is new Doctor Who. We haven't had any since 96. There's nothing else coming. It's amazing. Right. It wouldn't be till uh, 2005 mm-hmm. the, the new series came. So that, yeah. that along with, I imagine, novels and other tie-in stuff yeah. really uh, kept the fandom alive. Wow, Matt. That's, That's really, really cool. cool. That is really cool. What a, what a what a road to success, huh? Yeah, it's it's quite inspirational. Just think, a few years from now, we could be producing uh, official Quantum Leap audio dramas. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we already have the first episode in the can. Yeah, the paradox <laughs> one. We'll, we'll clean it up. It's official. <laughs> Yoshi. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, my only other experience with Doctor Who, um, and this is after I started watching the new series, um, because I didn't, you know, I think I saw it a few times when I was a kid. You know what? No, I lie. Here's when I tried Doctor Who. I really did. One of our public television stations started running it in the afternoons. So they were doing it from season one, episode one. And I made Hmm. it about I don't know, five episodes in, and I said, I just can't, I can't do it anymore. I just can't. It was just so... It's just the first serial, right? Where it's yeah. like cavemen and stuff? Yeah. I don't even remember. It was pretty bad. It, yeah, the first serial's not very good. But most fans will agree that the the very first episode is classic, and then episodes two, three, and four of that serial, yeah, all the cavemen stuff, big pile of shite. <laughs> yeah, I just remember them talking about making fire, and then they just mm-hmm. kept going on for like five episodes, and it's like, move on! <laughs> yeah, and then the Daleks appear, and it's all okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I think that the one thing that I recall, um, and I forget, it wasn't the granddaughter, who's the, it was Susan, but who was Susan's meat-headed boyfriend, the twerp in the sweater? Um, she didn't have a boyfriend. You're talking about the teachers? They had uh, Ian and yeah, someone? Yeah, Ian and Barbara. Yeah. Well, those were the first two companions? Yeah. Along with his granddaughter, Susan. So there was Gotcha. So I'm thinking of Ian then. And it just always struck me as he always said, I don't know what it was, but it was like a device that could, it could travel in space, but not in time. Or it can travel in time, but not in space. Like there was a differentiation between the two. And it just struck me as weird because when you think of a time travel show, they never really put that spatial aspect into it. And, um... They did for some reason, I guess maybe because the TARDIS could travel in space and time that they felt like they needed to um, differentiate somehow. So, again, the weird things that stick with you. That's all I remember of Doctor Who before I saw Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> I think I know the line you're referring to, and that's quite obscure. It is weird the way things the way things do stick with you. I mean, it's no carrot juice. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I think that's more obscure than carrot juice. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that line, <laughs> but then again, I have uh, I have very little experience with classic Doctor Who. I've seen some of most of them, so I know some stuff, but I don't remember that line. I do remember during the first Dalek story, it, the thing that really struck me about the first Doctor is that like they would let Ian do a lot because the other companions were two women and an old. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, like, the first doctor would be like, uh, so uh, the Daleks, when the, the Daleks first show up, they, um, they zap 
Ian, so, like, his legs are, like, half paralyzed or something. He can't walk very well. And then, like, the doctor's perfectly fine. And he's like, I'm old. I can't go do that. And, <laughs> and we have two women. And Ian's trying to, like, crawl, like, I can do it. <laughs> I can't walk. I'm like, what? <laughs> Just have... <laughs> doctor, you piece of shit. <laughs> I'm old. I can't do it. Go out, granddaughter. You go. <laughs> and she's sitting there like, oh, grandfather. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Spent half her time crying. It was a wonder to me that that show became as legendary as it did when I saw those few episodes. I'm like, what the fuck are they building on here? I just, uh... <laughs> so you guys, I, we, we were supposed to prepare to bring along something to talk about. And I actually did prepare to talk about... Uh, some 60s sci-fi that isn't Doctor Who. How on earth did we get in? <laughs> so okay. close. Should, should we... So close yet so far. <laughs> Do whatever you guys like. It's been some good conversation. I feel like no, I've no, learned a lot cool. about yeah. this. So have I. I just found, I just found it amusing. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't, why don't we branch out then? It seems like a natural segue. So, um, what, what 60s sci-fi other than the first series of Doctor Who can you recommend? Because I sure wouldn't recommend that. So... I, do either of you speak German? Nope. Nine! Ah, okay. This is going to be a problem. Um, so, I have just started re-watching... <laughs> what, you speak German? <laughs> no. No, no, no. I do watch a lot of Hasselhoff stuff. Does that count? Okay, we're going to leave it there for now. If you want to hear the rest of the show, you can find it on our Patreon feed at patreon.com slash quantumleappodcast. For just $5 a month, you can join us at the Leaper level and get access to exclusive Patreon bonus content like this. And like I said, we have other shows planned, including one called Leaps Elsewhere, in which we review other films and television shows featuring Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell. We're probably going to start that one with I-Man, and I know Allison's really looking forward to that one. She loves I-Man. And we're also toying with the idea of doing the DPBU redo in which we discuss other shows in the Donald P. Belisario universe. You heard us talking about Tales of the Gold Monkey in the recent Ghost Ship episode. Think along those lines, but just a deeper dive. So please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash quantumleappodcast. We look forward to growing our entire Patreon family, and we hope you decide to join us. Thanks!